Hello, everyone, and welcome to Subsegment, a show where we discuss all things queer, kinky, nerdy, and taboo. I'm one of your hosts, Irony. And I am Pop Noodles, your co-host, and I welcome you to Subsegment. Today's guest uh, is somebody that I have known for, I think, about eight years. Um, she has been an absolute inspiration to me uh, in my sort of exploration of kink and uh, latex work specifically because I, uh, she was the first person I had ever seen to use a uh, size 10, 12 uh, model on, in latex on a runway. And uh, she was the first person I ever saw to really get into sort of cosplay related kink. Um, and I just really want to welcome to the show, good friend and latex designer of Phoenix Latex, Doll. Hi. Hey, welcome to the show. It was a little bit more personal this time oh. <laughs> of, an, of an introduction. Um, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Just a side, was I really the first person you ever saw have like a normal size body on the runway? In 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 a in a more than just one person capacity, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Um. I had seen I had seen uh, a number. I had been in a number of runways where I was the heaviest person. Um. And like, and I was considered the plus size model, which like. Sweet, I get to represent, but I am five foot three. Like I really don't fall under that sort of category to like make anyone who is like truly plus size and fabulous fucking feel represented. That's for fucking sure. Um. So yeah. Uh. In in that in that sense, abso- absolutely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's just always where I've wanted to be with bodies because there's such a range of bodies. Yes. Well, uh, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about your practice uh, and and the representation? Uh, just to start us out, actually, uh, talk a bit about uh, what is Phoenix Latex, and you know, I started Phoenix Latex actually under a different name that I am not allowed to talk about. Perfect. But my original goal was to make latex for more stereotypical actual in life bodies because mm-hmm. there was absolutely nothing unless the big was surgically enhanced. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not the normal. That's yes. It's what you see in media, but it's not, not everybody goes out and gets extra work done. Yes, absolutely. So um, this was, what do you think? 12 years ago? Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> it might be more than that. Can I ask, uh, what drew you to the kink scene? Well, my now wife, partner, mm-hmm. um, we met on Collar Me. Ooh, okay. I, didn't, I have never had a good experience with that website, so hello. It is generally regarded as a bit of a cesspool. Oh. Yes. And that's oh, yeah. kind of being nicely saying it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but 
for for noodles because noodles is uh, significantly younger than all of us. Um, Color me is not really used anymore. Uh, it was a website where I was on for twelve hours and received like twenty messages about how I, uh, at the time presenting as a woman, uh, was not. Uh, it was not my place to be in a position of dominance, and that I was truly just a whore looking for a master. Um, and this and these were like regular comments like hi how are you it, it was really rough there yeah um thankfully i had it, i was still pretty new on the site and i was going to a local munch so i didn't like just like write everything off and i'm pretty sure i didn't put any pictures of me up which is probably mm -hmm. why i did not receive the same attention <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> But I got a little bit of attention, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yes, my partner was like, hey, let's go talk on FetLife, which is not as dirty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> finger, 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 fingers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and I agreed to go out to Boston and go for a date. Ooh. Oh, okay. She showed up in this little sporty what black dress one piece with thigh highs and glasses. Ooh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. As done. As just yeah. done. Like, yeah, do whatever you want for me. Ooh. <laughs> I was invited back, and, you know, if there wasn't so many stories about girls getting murdered, you know. Absolutely adorable. Um, may I, because I'm a romantic pervert, may I ask, uh, since you were going on a kinky date, what the uh, sort of, like, power play involved may have been intended at the night? No? Okay. No, no. We were being good. We were just okay. introducing to each other. But, like, giving it to Because she had you. just gotten back into Polly. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, you met your future wife, and uh, you had a date. And so, from there... You just like, well, I see that uh, she was interested in learning how to, to design some latex. Yeah, we went up to Canada and we tried stuff on at one of the big Main Street stores and like nothing fit. And like I wasn't like a huge person or anything. And I'm like five, eight, five, eight and a half. I'm You're not tall. short. Yeah. No. But like nothing fit nicely. So she decided she was going to make me stuff. And at that point, I'd moved in with her. So she got like 15 yards plus like all of the basic materials. So we're talking like she dropped about a grand or so on this. Jesus. Oh my God. And she tried really hard. She did. But I think I think the dooming of her trying was the fact that we'd been introduced to the rolled edge. And she could not get that rolled edge correct. Okay. So she ended up stopping and I didn't have a job yet so I was like heck I'll take a stab at it <laughs> I mean yeah why not we've got yeah. all this stuff <laughs> yeah and I screwed up a good amount of times what what was your first experience with like working with latex like I want to know all the dirty frustrating details because I I have worked with latex as well and it is first time you're like what the fuck is happening <laughs> I am very proud to say, unlike a few people that I do know who shall remain nameless because it's embarrassing, <laughs> I have never glued myself to a table. Okay. I have ne I have also never glued myself to a table. You know people who have. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. A very interesting um, speakerphone call. 
Oh no. She's fine. <laughs> but I mean like is it king like I feel like you could work that into a king scene. Just being I don't like know. cool Plastic your girl just kind of ruin kinky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's usually a good line draw. So uh let me then ask a question a little bit. because uh, I know uh Irony is really into latex and I really love to know the reason why because uh, to me it's always a bit foreign and uh, alieny uh, like the feeling of latex on the skin and how it arouses people and if it's not too invasive to know a little bit about why you like it and if working with it uh, is mostly the big part of it or is it also the wearing it and you know and spraying it i would say when i started i definitely did more wearing of it But nowadays, I'm more on the making end of it. And I really like how it feels like you're getting a hug all the time. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really fun to get shined up. Yes. It's a lot. That's a, that's a very nice, you know, everybody needs to get shiny. <laughs> yes. And it's sensual, but it's not like, doesn't necessarily have to be sexual, you know? Yeah. Like you can go in a couple different directions with it. Yeah. <laughs> um but it does look good with all the 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 loop up on it and how shiny it gets and i love myself the sound and the texture of it when it's all looped up and i think that's mostly why i understand people likes it but i never wear a full like a piece on myself for to really explore how the sensation is on the long term do, do we need to fix that Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a very guess, strict yes. yet. This is a very strict yet. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so, can I ask, like, how did you find latex? It, it was just that random stop in the store and oh, trying it on. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. No, that started like everything. Oh. Damn. <laughs> wow. I mean, absolutely, like, v like a, a completely valid reason to start, like, a brand. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, especially with the, like, normal body and head and wanting to provide that to other people was, like, that's a very good move to do. The, one of the big so. things when I used to do conventions, because there's, like, nothing anymore, but um, I really wasn't trying to get people to buy things. I was trying to get people to try things on because it wasn't about if you want this piece, if you've never done it before or you're curious, this is your chance to do it. Nobody, no, not, no other online sales is going to give you the option to see how this feels on you. Just try it on. So no, I probably don't make as many sales when I go out that I could have, but I introduce people to something brand new that they've never gotten a chance to do. And isn't that really what you're supposed to do at conventions? Yes, absolutely. Abs absolutely. And when we see your latest big works, uh, I mean, we can't yeah. say that your current state is pretty much like masterful, fucking mind blowing. <laughs> I mean, I, there's always more to learn. And that, that big thing I think that you guys are talking about there, that was a two-year process. And the guy who wanted it basically decided since I didn't know how to do it and he likes me, he would fund me learning how to do it. Okay, okay, so okay. It doesn't matter how many times you mess up. Just keep track of your hours. Oh. Jesus. Hey, 
first, first we need to tell the audience. Yes, first we need to tell the audience what it is that you were tasked with in order to learn, because uh, this is sort of just like an amalgamation of goo in other people's brains. They have no idea what we're talking about. So would you describe the initial ask and then what you ended up making? And then we can talk about the process. So I was asked if I was interested in doing a full body immersion minus the head, because I can't make masks. Yep not figured out that math yet. That's okay. There's plenty mm. of other people that do it. Yes. Um, but <laughs> minus the mask, if I would do a fully enclosed, inflatable, including the feet, <laughs> Zorora Pokemon. Like fursuit, essentially, but it's a latex fursuit. I'm, I'm kind of like nicknaming them slick suits. Ooh, I love I, I, it. I think that works like a little better because they're not furry anymore. With, of course, the fact I actually can do latex fur. Oh. So, mm. Were you there the year that I did the snow leopard? Remember the whole big neck piece that was all furry? And I'm, I'm going to need um, photos. Yeah, I've a couple fetlocks for the ponies now with that, too, so that they can get the furry-esque-ness over their uh, stompy little hoofy boots. Oh, I want to see. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, yeah, so you have basically that enormous big task and just the fact that it was inflated everywhere um how do how well ha well about uh halfway through it he goes hey i found someone to make a foam head of the zorora can i send you that to code in latex Ooh. Ah. i mean yes <laughs> so yes but i feel oh, sorry i was gonna say i feel like the head like already being pre-made is like something that you were able to no it was worse um it's worse and better all at the same time. Would okay. you like to see what one looks like before I cover it? Because I have yes. another he wants me to do already. Yes, 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 absolutely. So these come from a guy who's actually in um, Belarus right now. Yeah, the, oh, they, oh, it's, they, so it's so cute. Oh, it's his little face. Is it foam? It's oh. foam, yeah. He actually, yeah. You, can look close. you can see he carves the shapes out. Wow. Because there's a whole crazy. bunch of interlocked seams and everything. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Wow. So then we have to slather it in liquid latex, cover it mm -hmm. in saran wrap, then cover okay. it in duct tape, and then oh, draw okay. the lines that I want so I can peel it off later and make a pattern out of it. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. I actually got a lot of really good ideas during the pandemic. I picked up Ava foam. And EVA that's how they... Ava foam, yeah, they they suggest covering yourself in saran wrap or something that you want to make a pattern out of it. Yes. And code. So I've been applying that to other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's really smart. <laughs> yeah, and how the um, the process of making it? You said that you you learn a lot about it and how to be able to achieve that hand result. So how did that go? There's a lot of trial and error. Okay. <laughs> My brain is still trying to wrap around making things smaller to conform to people to making things bigger oh, to mm -hmm. extra shaping. Yeah, because uh, inflatables themselves are like a, a tricky thing to think about because like uh, latex is very stretchy. Then you have all the math involved in like for things like uh, round shapes. 
that expand and like the seaming on that just feels like a nightmare. This is a little technical, I guess, for li- listeners, but um, like no, it's the, all the pictures, it's all good. Yeah, sure. the um, the just like the idea of like the inflatable hips, really <laughs> intense to me. <laughs> the one, the ones on those ones were particularly hard because I had to make it three D. It couldn't just be a big hip, so we yeah. had to build up stuff off the hip to then meet that extra yes. big shape. So there was points involved, trying. Oh, no thanks. No, yeah. I think- but even the feet. Yeah, how did that, like- yes, how does the feet work? Um, the feet, the feet actually, we did foam as well, actually. I do know, okay. I do think now I could do them inflatable, but actually for mm. him, I actually got um, rubber for a shoe sole. And we mm. actually put sneakers inside of it, and I built up on top of it. Smart. Huh. So he's and got comfy. his favorite. Yeah, he's got his favorite brand of sneakers inside of it. Nice. And he can I, run around with them outside, and they'll have a little bit of tread resistance. Yes, oh. that's great. Because latex and pavement do not do well. No. Oh, bad. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, my brain's a little bit like, blah. How does the inflate? inflate works like you just shove hair in it in the suit or is it just mostly at the part where it does it um most people use a a dunlock or a schlau valve like on a bike tire but he didn't want that type of valve so i had to come up with something different oh wow okay so it's very customizable then oh yeah (laughs) damn what did you create it? Did you patent a new vest? I don't understand. <laughs> um, Fully patent. There, yeah. There's a party store in town that the kids are constantly breaking the little inflatable toys. Okay. So she just gave me all of the broken ones and I salvaged the valves off of those. Oh. But I had to figure out how to make sure that was going to be airtight enough that the air wasn't going to get out since I'm doing plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, clearly it worked. It did. We, we know this. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> um, can I ask if uh, during your process, did you have any of those like moments where you're like, fuck this, I'm fucking oh, done? So many. <laughs> There's an entire suit, two different left shoes, um, four did not work out paws somewhere okay. that I've thrown mm-hmm. somewhere and I'm pretending they don't exist right now because they make me really angry. Mm-hmm. So, so in theory, you could make, like, an, a whole other suit, but with, like, just a bunch of left feet. Okay. Um, so you were saying uh, that it you, you had – this took about two years. So was this two years – yes, I know, but, like, what, what – this was a really good use of like pandemic time, I have to say. I mean, it, it probably would have only taken me one year, but I kind of had to do virtual school to small children. Yes. Yeah. So my time on the weekends was me going, oh, mm-hmm. brain hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So many hours of school. Mm-hmm. So that stuff was a little slow that year. Can we talk a little bit about um, just your sort of designs and uh, the inspiration in general behind your work? 
Because <laughs> I know that you really like uh, like anime and cosplay and things, and you've you've come up with some really cute like hentai tentacle <laughs> leggings that I will get one day. <laughs> Wait till I get the bigger laser. So you have made uh, like a number of cosplay related things. Uh, did you want to maybe talk a bit about some of your favorite projects in the past or uh, coming up? Um. I get to do a Hatsume Miku outfit coming up for the Vocaloid one. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. I'm going to put the keyboard on the sleeve and everything. Oh. Thin lines because those just are not going to laser well and they'll just be wavy and terrible. So I've already told him he's not getting those. Oh. Well, that's okay. Um, can I ask, is this somebody who will be wearing like the, the big head as well? He's talked about the fact he's getting... That I'm actually not sure he or she. I always just like randomly give a pronoun to my emails depending on how like the oh. voice sounds in my head. <laughs> but um, they've yeah. talked about the fact they're going to get the really long wig. Okay. And okay. we're purposely doing a silver top instead of a white one so that if we want to change the colors for later, we can do easy other variants. Mm. But he's stuck right, but they are stuck right now trying to find the right shoes. Ah. Because I'm attached to the thigh highs and cover those in the latex too. I've done Fran from the Darling ones, the ones where the girls turn into like ships or something. What? I don't. She's in a red suit and it's really complex. And oh, okay. Darling Fran zero two or something. Yeah, I didn't look it up. The, the, the girls I just turn into ships. Yeah, literally, like they've got like handles on their hips and they like plug in these machines and the guys ride them from behind. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a night I would like to have. Right? But this, I can see an image, and the suit does look very cool and super red and shiny and like very like mecha looking. Oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. I I thankfully did not have to do the helmet or the extra Mm -hmm. stuff, but yeah, I had to do the whole inner suit. Oh, okay. I have a, I have, you have a funny story I would like to know. Oh. Uh, you you did talk about a uh, fashion show with uh, some some pasties that were needed. I had to do an emergency model switch, so I did not know this person. Mm-hmm. And the suit was the fact that they had a corset and they had a thing over, but they still needed nipple pasties on because those could pop out and everything. <laughs> pop it. <laughs> they do. It's just what they do. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I turned around to do something, and she was gone. So I couldn't find her again for like 15 minutes. And I came back and she's like, I can't get my pasties on. And I look her up and down. I'm like, you're covered in lube. Nothing <laughs> sticks to your tits if you're covered in lube. So we had to, and because I carry an emergency kit and really happy border control did not find the thinner on me. Cause I'm sure that would raise some questions. <laughs> we had to take paint thinner and paint thinner off her tits. <laughs> Oh my god! Just really not for skin use, but what else do you use to cut lube? No, it's there's yeah. nothing. I do not oh want to know god. how painful it was getting those stickies off after, though. Oh after you thinner someone's skin, oh. feel like that's, not, that's not my it, kind though. of kink. No, but I feel like uh-huh. she kind of deserved it. That's what happens when you wander off. Uh, it's very <laughs> true. There's, like designers have no. Uh, What's the word? Sympathy for models. No, because wrangling cats. 
I'm going to take a brief moment of your time to discuss our social media. If you would like to email us, it's subsegmentpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash subsegment. And Instagram at subsegmentpodcast. If you would like to check out our super sexy website made by our very own in-house good boy, please head on over to subsegmentpodcast.com. And, as always, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as on Perth's number one online radio station, DRN1 United. Uh, well, speaking of modeling and a uh, show like that, did you ever did more like a show where you show off your own stuff in it? Yes. Uh, we we show them uh, at Fetish Weekend many times, but I don't know if you showed uh, elsewhere in the world. Uh, no, Montreal is my only international venue. Um, I've done a show down in D.C. for a previous company that we cannot talk about. Yep, that's fine. Um, and then I did the Fetish Flea, which has mm. self-imploded on itself. Yeah, and that's pretty much really... I don't do a lot of shows because unfortunately all of the big venues are like way out there. And as soon as you tell them you want to use people that are like, you know, above size too, they freak out on you. Yes, this is very true. Really? Or I get the people that are like, I'm doing this really conceptualized fashion show for domestic abuse survivors. And I want the latex to be the abuse version so that that way they can transform into like healthy people. Oh, yeah, that's that's like, exactly no. how we want to portray kink. Yeah. Definitely is the unhealthy thing. Not down with that. I do not agree with your oh, vision God. there. No. Oh, mm. my God. How can you ask someone who works into kinks and latex, something like that? Right? Okay. Well, um, when you were doing convention then and uh, doing to uh, show your stuff, I know you were talking about how you were showing uh, people to wear latex and how it felt and... Do you have any like wholesome story about a person who to completely like went hell over heels about latex and Oh yeah, did you help anyone like find latex? Oh, multiple people actually. Um, oh, so you did use your own a sense of magical moment for you to other people. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I try to make a love couple basic pieces when I go out and like really tiny and then like as yeah. much as I think can like, you know, so I've had this little tiny thing that was probably like a negative two. Literally, oh she like barely existed. She's short and tiny. And she's never had anything anywhere that fit her at any convention. Mm. And I had a skirt that fit her. Oh. And usually when I have a guy and a girl come to the booth and like she tries something on, my thing is to go, oh, hey, I dropped that pen. Can you pick that up for me, honey? <laughs> they don't want to just bend and snap. I have to help them out. <laughs> yeah i mean sure the product can yeah. withstand the, the, the yeah. whole stretch make, make them feel you know yep a little flirty it's <laughs> adorable and then i had yeah. a, um probably like she's probably like early middle age so not like full-on middle age but definitely feeling down on herself who was in the same room as me and like the whole weekend uh -huh. she was like you look so cute i could never look like that oh. i finally got her in stuff and i gave her a high-waisted pencil skirt With then a long shirt that went down to their hip, to her hips, so she got like the double coverage there, and she was like, "Yeah, oh my god, I look hot." Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that must be so satisfying, though. Yeah, really, and that's why I don't really try to sell when I'm there. I'm trying to like get mm -hmm. people to experience it. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And would you recommend most of the time not to only buy into that hobby, but also experience with it and make stuff for yourself and learn a little bit like you did? Making stuff for yourself is hard. It's really expensive to get in even just the basic stuff and sheeting is expensive to then feel like you're not able to make the stuff that you want. Yeah. So it's great if you want to do it for a hobby and you're willing to like throw a lot of money at it because figuring it out right there is probably going to waste a bunch of material. Yep. But it, it can be very satisfying to know that you can make your own stuff. Yes. At the very least, I feel like anybody who owns latex should be able to do a basic repair. I have people all over the States, Canada, and Australia send me things to repair because nobody repairs latex. Oh, I mean, that's, you've found a business I do spot it, that's I really do great. The, I do it on the cheap as a service to the latex community because broken latex is like the saddest thing ever. It's way too expensive not to at least attempt to fix it. Question for you because it's come up in my own things. Uh, chlorinated latex repairs. Oh, she's rolled off everybody. Here's my bottle of chlorination poison. Oh. <laughs> it's in a little tiny bottle, and I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere. It's acid. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is 32 to 36% hydrochloric acid. Mm. Jesus. You mix it with bleach. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no wonder you're on a list somewhere. <laughs> this is not something I do in the winter. No. And yeah, I bet. Like, is, that's not mustard gas, no. It's basically mustard gas. Oh, it is mustard oh, gas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it is. Like, wait a second. This is wow. very familiar to my brain. Wow, that surprised me. <laughs> I, and, how, what, what, how would you use? Like, for what use you have that? Chlorinated latex does have a lot of pros, but it also has its cons like everything else. The nice uh -huh. thing about chlorinated latex is it is silky satin smooth. And shiny as fuck. You don't need to have lube on it anymore, and it just slides against itself. You can oh, wow. still shine it up to a mirror finish, but you'll be a little bit more lube stick. Mm -hmm. But you can still get it up there. So the other really cool thing about chlorinating your latex, it gives it a little bit of a hypoallergenic status. Oh. Oh. So as long as you don't have a full-on anaphylactic reaction to latex, like a mild latex allergy, this generally takes care of. Oh, fuck. Wow. Well, that's interesting for that's you, good, good, good for me to know because I do, I love latex and I have a mild allergy to it where I, I don't want to pay for chlorinated latex. <laughs> you, you can do it with vinegar. You can, you can chlorinate with vinegar and bleach. It will give you a slight yellow sheen. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I, I yeah. And remember, just... you can't have any exposed metal, no exposed fabric. It will eat it. Oh, I'm learning it, so much. Dust it immediately, and it will eat the fabric. It's hardcore stuff, but it's fun. I wear like a gas mask, long sleeve shirt, full gloves, sexy outside. And it's just to coat the latex. It changes the molecular structure. Mm -hmm. Wow! It strength. It does it strengthen the um, the seams as well. No, 
No? Okay. Because I, I feel like that's a, a myth, but I, I've definitely heard it a few times. Um, the biggest problem with chlorination is once you rip your latex, it's not fixable. Mm. It's so smooth on the outside now, you can't get anything to stick to it. Oh, wow. It, so like... Uh, that's pretty impressive. That's, that's why you've got the acid. <laughs> Ah, okay. So it's break down the shiny part of it, basically. So it's less smooth and you're able to... You can still get it up to a mirror finish if you put lube to it. It's like chlorinated latex on its default will just always look matte from company that cannot be named. But I actually did a whole crap ton of DC villains and heroes. (gasps) I did. It's like my dream to have... And Huntress (sighs) and Bat. Girl and Harley Quinn and Femme Joker and Catwoman with the stitches because I know how to paint on latex. Yeah. <sighs> that sounds fucking I'll sexy. I'll send you those links. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. But uh, even for me, like just having either a Spider-Man or Superman suit would be like... You would absolutely get a Superman suit, sir. I totally have plans to do a ghost spider and there's this kid over in Europe who's actually figured out how to make the eyes move by a little toggle in the mouth. Yes. I've already talked to him. I totally know how much it is. He's not good at getting back to me. Oh. Okay. He's still prototyping new things. So, you know, waiting a little while just means I might get a better product. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. But wow, that would be fucking crazy. Right. Yeah, of, like the eyes point, actually it's... do the telescopy thing like separately and everything. It's uh-huh. really cool. Because at this point, the costume would be just very fucking accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Especially if you do the new Tom Holland suit. Yes. That we not, none of us got a really good glimpse at, but we all know. Uh. One of the questions we asked you before the show uh, was about your earliest memory uh, that you connect to your realization of your kinks. And I was wondering Mm -hmm. if you could share that with us. Well, hopefully my parents will never hear this so they will regret the fact that they got me a library card at such a young age. (laughs) (laughs) Old school 80s elf quest. Oh my God. They had the full anthologies there. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, that's crazy. I'm pretty sure yes. that's where my views on polyamory and like, you know, gender came from because there was a lot of adult topics in there. I probably should not have read those at like age ten. <laughs> I so mean it's cool looking. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but it's super fantasy and I don't know, like the crazy eyes looking. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, once thing. they got under the mountain to like the old school elves, Winnowill was there with all of her sexy, like full tallness and like slick black suits as she was torturing people to get information out of them. Hi. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but to be honest, there's a lot of people that we talk with that it's always like a childhood memory, uh, often from watching movie or comics and comic books. So it, like, to be honest, at this point, I think it's pretty much a standard that uh, the old, the, the younger uh, comics you saw, it's often that. Yeah, yeah definitely had it had an effect. That's why all my like a- anime <laughs> manga, and I'm so mm. into Sailor Moon. Uh- <laughs> awesome! They should never have like you know messed with it. Did you ever make a suit for Sailor Moon? Like I feel like with all the uh, ruffle and skirt and like. 
that would be a fucking fun project to do. I have not yet. It's definitely on my list of things that I totally would do, but nobody has asked for it yet. Well, uh, I, I, we, I mean, mood, but uh, like, we also just got a car. So, <laughs> yeah, but like, come on. One one day I will get it, and absolutely, I will I will reach out to Phoenix Latex to to get a, a whole outfit. But yes, I, I maybe I want a Sailor Neptune uh, outfit. Who knows? You need the big staff thingy. Oh, yes, yes, I do. Which I might know how to do. <laughs> I told you oh I need Ava Foam. Yes. yes. Yeah. Would you like to uh, run us through your social media really quick before we ask you a final question that is uh, very important and super hard to answer that we definitely didn't prep you for at all, but it's not actually hard. It's very fun. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I am on the web at phoenixlatex.com. I am on Twitter at phoenixlatex. I'm on Facebook at phoenixlatex. <laughs> I'm on Instagram as phoenixlatex. My email is phoenixlatex at gmail.com. Yay! The only one that's a little different is FetLife because somebody else has my name. So it's phoenixlatexx. Ah. Uh, I had to enough. compromise. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Noodles. with that we have one left question for you uh this one is not in the form because we want to surprise people with it but it's a very very fun question so if gravity money or like limits of the current world uh was not an issue what would be like the perfect uh king scene for you or like kink moment that you would Definitely something with water because mm. the pool and latex is awesome. Maybe oh. like not a hot, hot, but like a warm spring setting like they have over in like the Maldives with like the terraced ones mm. or like, you know, soft, chill, like house music playing and like everyone's mm. just latexed and chill. Mm. Okay. I love that. Lots of soft <laughs> massage type deal. Ooh. On the latex, I'm more on the yes. sensual side, so yeah, we're gonna put mm. a Gaussian blur filter on this whole fantasy, absolutely. <laughs> yep, and it has to obviously oh, be at a... sunset, so that way Ooh. we can watch the sunset and the moon come up because moonlight bouncing off latex is freaking yes. awesome. Yes. Oh wow. Oh, I just want to say I know we didn't talk about the cosplay too much part because I know that's really something you're into. So uh, at some point we might have you back and discuss this a little bit more further. Uh, well, I so, got stories for latex at cosplay conventions. Yeah, that sounds very fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, for next time, then. Uh, so uh, with this, folks, stay kinky. Stay safe. I'm Noodles. I'm Irony. I'm still at Phoenix Latex. <laughs> <laughs> mm.